the big story here in Washington, D.C., the race for a speaker. As you may recall, Jim Jordan uh, challenged uh, his fellow Republicans to vote, and uh, he came up short, uh, getting only 200 votes when he needed 217. Let's go back to Manu Raju on Capitol Hill, who has the latest Manu. Uh, my understanding is that uh, Congressman Jordan is going to push for a second ballot and is uh, pressuring people who voted against him to. Jordan is, in fact, meeting privately with some of those holdouts right now, trying to allay their concerns, trying to convince them to vote for him or vote present, which could change the threshold, could make it easier for him to be elected speaker. Those conversations are ongoing. But, Jake, I've talked to several Republicans in the hallway here who voted against him just moments ago, and they're making clear that they don't plan to vote for him on the second ballot as well. One uh, Congressman, John Rutherford, just talked to our colleague Sam Fossum. He said, I am where I am. He said, I'm not going to change his position. Same with Mario Diaz-Ballard, who's a Florida Republican who voted for Steve Scalise. He also is indicating that he is not moving off his opposition. Carlos Jimenez, who you spoke with, uh, also indicating that he's not uh, going to move from supporting Kevin McCarthy. That right there, just three votes there. There are more that are expected to vote against Kevin, Kevin, uh, Jim Jordan on the second ballot as well. There was some positive news from Jim Jordan. One congressman, Doug LaMalfa, who did not vote for Jordan on that first ballot, indicated he would on a second ballot. So maybe move some movement in the direction, but not enough movement. So there's just a lot of questions about the timing of everything. I've talked to a bunch of Republicans. They're not sure if there's going to be a conference-wide meeting or if they will go to a second ballot. They've just closed the doors of the House chamber. So don't expect a second ballot to happen imminently, even if it does happen at some point. It may not happen for some time later today. But Jordan is still working behind the scenes, trying to convince members to come his way. But this number, this margin, 20 Republicans voting against him, that is much worse than they anticipated. They thought they were within striking distance. Jordan allies even thought they were within 10 votes of the speakership. They thought they were better than McCarthy did in January when he lost 19 Republicans on that first ballot. 20 Republicans, a significant deficit for him to make up, but they are still trying to push ahead, still planning at the moment to have that second ballot election, and he still has some support from his allies, including Kevin McCarthy himself, who told me Jordan should not drop out at this point. So, Jake, a lot of questions as Jordan tries to get the votes, convinces members to come along and decide when to pull the trigger for that second ballot. But at the moment, he doesn't have the votes to be elected speaker. All right, Manu Raju, thank you so much. Uh, Casey Hunt, uh, let me uh, start with you here in studio, and then I want to bring in uh, former Congressman uh, Rodney Davis. Um, he's going to push forward. I'm sure he'll be able to pick up a couple votes. Um, but once again, I, I do think it's pretty clear, and I don't mean this to sound harsh, but it's just a mess. Yes. I mean, this is not normal if nope. you don't have the vote. I mean, this we have not seen this before. Nope. Because normally the person who was going to be the leader of the party has the votes lined up long before they call the vote. Uh, and you don't see this sloppiness. Yeah, it's, I'm glad that you sort of hit on the, the big picture historic nature of what we're seeing because this is now two weeks without a speaker, second in line to the presidency of the United States. Two wars, as you've noted, uh, and no one able to send any American money to help despite the fact that we're sending the U.S. president to Israel tomorrow um, to address it. And Republicans cannot get on the same page. And honestly, it's the end of a story that we have been covering in slow motion 
for the last five years, or honestly 10 years since the Tea Party first came to Washington, 13 years in 2010. Um, you know, this is something where there is now a faction of the electorate that is voting for chaos. And these members, there is an incentive system that is set up for them uh, inside the conservative media that makes it uh, you know, impossible for a certain set of them to oppose that MAGA base. And then you have a handful still, the ones that make up the majority, who are in districts where their voters actually want them to govern, and they cannot find common ground. I mean, Jake, you've how many times have you said this in this afternoon, right? How do you find common ground on who won the election and who didn't? Right. It's like this or that. It's not in the middle. Right. Uh, former Congressman Davis, um, what's going on with your party? Like, I mean, this is just aberrant behavior. This is not... This is not normal. I mean, they should just be able to. Be, I mean, what's wrong with Tom Emmer? What's wrong with Steve Womack? What's wrong with Tom Cole? These are all conservative Republicans that should just be able to like. I mean, if you can't run, if you can't rally around Kevin McCarthy, just pick one of these guys. Well, look, this started a few months ago when I was with you through 15 rounds of votes. Um, and, and really what you're seeing is people within the Republican Party, within the Republican conference in the House, have decided enough's enough. They watched eight individuals decide to take down Kevin McCarthy. And I actually, right now, Jake, I think Jim Jordan's making a tactical error in trying to talk to these, these no votes one-on-one. -on -one. He needs to get every member of that House Republican conference into the room because his best supporter and his best sales pitch is coming from the guy in the room everybody stands up and listens to when he gets to the, the microphone. And that's Kevin McCarthy and other supporters like Patrick McHenry. He needs to use them to try and get these no votes to change. And if he doesn't do that, I don't know how he's gonna get any more votes in the second round and may lose a few more. All right, Congressman uh, Rodney Davis, thanks so much.